This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hi everyone, Delfina Correa here from Be Made Whole and Maxwell Leadership. It's so great to be with you today. Today we are on part seven of a series that we're busy with based on the book by John Maxwell. Uh, the title of the series is Developing the Leader Within You. Uh, it's based on version two, which is the latest version of his book. We are today on part seven. And uh, last week we ended off talking about how problems introduce us to ourselves and how they introduce us to other people. And we ended off talking about how when problems arise, that the true character of a person is revealed in that problem. You know, it's not in the good times when you know who someone really is. It's it's in the tough times when you see how they cope with difficult situations. And I ended off uh, saying that during the problem, we'll discover uh, a few types of people. I have four types here today. And uh, today I'm going to tell you what those four people are, the four types are. Uh, maybe there are people that you work with in your team and that will help you, um, uh, and this will help you to identify where they fit into the picture. You might have um, uh, someone in your home. And, and when you can identify with someone, that it helps you to be able to uh, work with them in a way that's going to be constructive. And, and it also helps you to see and identify where you can help them to get better. But at the same time, I also want to say maybe it will reveal um, something about you to you. You know, when I give you these four types of people, uh, maybe you will be able to uh, kind of identify where you fit into those four categories. And then you can see where you can get better and you can see where your possible pitfalls are so that uh, you can lead better as a, as a leader, but also so that you can just handle problems better. So let's begin. The first kind of person that you're going to discover uh, when there's a problem is that you're going to discover people who make the problems worse. Are they fire lighters who blow things up or are they firefighters who calm things down? I want to encourage you today to make a list with uh, with two parts. The, on the one side, you can have firelighters, and on the other side, you can have firefighters. Anyone in your in your team at work, whether or in your home environment, whether it's um, in a social environment, any kind of group, any uh, just make a list of all the important people in your life, and then um, decide where they fit. Are they firelighters or are they firefighters? Put them in those lists and see who's on which side. And that'll help you, you know, if, if someone is identified as a firelighter, they are the kind of people you don't want to tell them about your problems because they're just going to blow them up. I mean, if it was a molehill, after you've spoken to them, it's going to look like a mountain. So you don't want to tell your problems to the firelighters. You want to tell them to the firefighters because the firefighters are going to give you an idea of how you can overcome those problems. And it also, when it comes to leadership, um, this whole series is about leadership. When it comes to leadership, uh, knowing where your team stands, you know, in those two categories, it'll help you to lead them better. And at the same time, while you're putting people on the, on the list of firelighters or firefighters, maybe you want to put yourself there too. Which side do you fit on? Are you a firelighter or are you a firefighter? The second kind of person you'll discover 
when there's a problem around is you'll discover the per- the people who become problem magnets. I mean, we all know someone like that who everything seems to be going wrong with them all the time. What is it that makes them just seem to attract problems. Now, I'm not saying that every time you face a series of problems, you must think that you're a problem magnet. I'm not saying that. But here's the point. Um, In his uh, book, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, John Maxwell spoke about a law of leadership, which really works for our lives. One of those laws that he spoke about was the law of magnetism. And that law says, who you are is who you attract. I want to say, Uh, Who you are is also what you attract. You know, you might be attracting problems. Do you have any problem magnets in your life, in your business, in your environment? Let me define the problem magnet and then you'll know. A problem magnet is someone who sees everything as a problem. That's all they think about. Even when there's no problem, they find a problem. If there's nothing wrong, they find something wrong. The fault finders, you know, everything just seems to be a problem. They're negative, generally negative people are problem magnets. You know, they will create a problem in a scenario, like uh, or from just from their perception, they will say that's a problem. It's not even a problem, but to them, that's a problem. So everything's a problem. And I want to ask you a question. Do you look for problems or do you look for possibilities? Where do you fit in the picture? Where do I fit in the picture? That's a sobering question, isn't it? It's easy to point the finger out there and say, oh, so-and-so is a problem magnet, so-and-so. Uh, you, I mean, you can point the finger out very easy, but sometimes we need to look inward and say, um, i got to make sure that I'm not in that category. The third kind of person you'll find when there's a problem lurking around is you're going to find the kind of people who give up in the face of problems. Remember this. There's always an answer, no matter what problem you're facing. And the answer isn't always easy to find. This is the thing. And the people who give up, they they haven't gone to search. You know, very often people who give up in the face of a problem, it's if the solution is not evident when the problem is, you know, some problems are easy to solve. You know, there's a problem and immediately you know already, okay, that's the way to go for that problem. You know, if you're teeth are dirty, you know the solution to that problem is go brush your teeth. You know, some things are just obvious. Those are easy. But the people who give up on problems when they face them, it's the ones who don't realize that there's always an answer. The thing with with those kind of problems where there's always an answer but you can't see it is you need to go and dig for that answer. It's believing that there's always an answer that causes you to dig for that answer. If I don't believe there's always an answer, then if I don't see one immediately, then I immediately assume that there isn't one. And we've got to move from being a problem spotter to being a problem solver. And the fourth kind of person you'll discover when the problem happens is you're going to discover the people who use problems as stepping stones for success. Now, that's the kind of person we all want to be, isn't it? And problem solving is a choice. It's not a function of circumstance. It's not, you know, depends on what's happening. I choose to be a problem solver or I choose to be um, just um, apathetic and I just sit there and wait and I'm not going to solve it. I'm just going to try to ride it through. I'm either that or I'm a problem solver. I'm either going to work to solve it or I'm just going to wish it away. Problem with wishing it away is that most of the time it doesn't go away and I don't really get any better by that, do I? 
But if I work to solve a problem, then I begin to progress and I grow through that problem. And as a leader, we need to pay attention on how our people respond to problems. We need to help them respond correctly if that's necessary. You see, uh, I've mentioned four kinds of people with problems. Maybe you can uh, categorize, you know, write down those categories and li- list them like we did the, the firelighters and the firefighters. We did the same thing, you know, make a list and categorize your people so that you know how you're going to help them moving forward. As the leader, if you're the leader of the team, you've got to influence people according to where they're at. You've got to go meet them where they're at. And th- that's the purpose of this little exercise. It's so that you can find out where they are because before you can bring them up to where you are, you need to go down to where they are. Go to where they are. You, you first got to find out where they are, right? You find them. Then you go to them. You meet them where they're at. And then you take their hand and you, as a leader, you try to help them. You help them to come up to where you are so that they also can use problems as stepping stones so that they can grow and get better as well. That's the thing with leadership. We want others to get better too. And problems won't only introduce us to ourselves and other people, but they will also introduce us to opportunities. Now, everybody wants to hear that. Suddenly now, we all have this idea, well, I don't mind a problem. (laughs) If opportunity is going to come through a problem, then, then we're okay with problems, aren't we? Suddenly now, uh, the problem's not such a problem anymore. So, but here's the thing. You've got to have that mindset of problems or you're not going to see the opportunities. Albert Einstein said, in the middle of difficulty lies opportunity. So here's how you can look at problems through the lens of opportunity. Let's look at the uh, problems through a different lens today. Instead of that lens of, oh, no, you know, it's a a problem. You know what? Instead of saying we have a problem, maybe we can say when the problem arises, we can say, look what, well, look what's here. We have an opportunity. So we got to recognize that a potential problem, uh, you know, when we're, when we're going through our leadership journey, we got to recognize the potential problems before they actually arise. Before it becomes a real problem. So if I make a decision with my team, I've got to look at pros and cons. A good leader is always looking at the pros and the cons. They don't, they're not like blinkers, you know, you know, no, I believe everything will just go perfectly. No, that's unrealistic because it's not going to go perfectly. Perfect is in heaven. We're not there yet. We're on this earth. Problems are here and we were sent here to solve those problems. So we've got to look at pros and cons and great leaders are very seldom blindsided. Look, some things are going to blindside us anyway. I mean, COVID probably blindsided the whole world except for one country or some people in a country that I won't mention. Um, we all know which country that is. Uh, but the point I'm trying to make is that most of the problems we face in life, we don't have to be completely shocked and knocked off our horse when they arrive. If we were always being realistic enough to look at the pros and cons of everything that we do and all the decisions that we make. And the question I want to ask is, you know, the series is full of questions and the questions are designed to help you grow and, and find the solutions on the inside of you because that's really where they are. Your answers are all there. And um, so you could call this a, a coaching series rather than a teaching series. So my question to you on this one is, uh, what potential problems do you see in your world or in your business or even maybe in your home? And what's your game plan to fix them if they should happen?
Do you have a game plan? Do you have an idea of how, you know, if that was a situation, how would I deal with that? You're kind of preparing yourself for possibilities of things that could happen in your life. And it's almost like mentally you are educating yourself before a situation really happens. It's not saying you're expecting problems. Uh, there's a difference between ex- uh, saying I expect problems so now I've got to prepare myself. That's a fear-driven way of kind of, you know, I must look at the pros and the cons because, you know, something's definitely going to go wrong. No, I look at the pros and the cons because at any time something can go wrong and I will and I will then prepare myself now so that I'll be ready for whatever comes my way. I can overcome that because there's always an answer. Uh so when it comes to opportunities, uh, also realize that we've got to get a clear picture of the problem. I'm not going to see the opportunities if I don't get a clear picture. Someone once said that assumption is the mother of all mess-ups. How true that is. How many times have I assumed things and just been so off target? And I've got so many funny stories. I don't have the time in today's segment to tell them, but I've got funny stories of when I really missed the mark so badly because of an assumption, one little assumption that sent me down a rabbit hole and, and I was completely off track. And and thank God I've never had big, uh, really serious consequences to my negative or my, my wrong assumptions. But um, the assumptions can really cause us a lot of um not only trouble, but waste of time. And Larry Maxwell, uh, John Maxwell's brother, said this interesting thing about seeing a clear picture. He said, hope isn't enough. He said, we should face reality and let our first loss become our last loss. What does he mean? Like, like you're never going to make a loss again? Uh, no, what he means is that we don't make the same mistakes over and over because we get a clear picture. We educate ourselves about problems that we face. So in the beginning of a problem, there's a time where you've got to give attention to the problem. You've got to research it, find out what it's all about, get all the knowledge and the understanding and the information you need. And then after that, you look at solutions. You don't have to go back and analyze the problem anymore because you already have. But there's only a short time for thinking on the problem. There's a specific time. Once that's done, you move into solution gear, something my parents taught me from a young age. And I thank God for it because it's really helped me in my life. And you want to educate yourself about the problem so you don't get surprised by it the next time. That's the key. I just don't want to be surprised by that kind of problem. There are some uh, things I changed when COVID hit, and I've put things in place that work very well for me now. But you know what? If another pandemic had to happen, uh, I wouldn't get so surprised as I did with the COVID. I wouldn't have to alter so many things in my life because there are things that I'm doing now that pandemic or no pandemic, I can just continue as normal. It's not going to rock me so much if another pandemic had to happen. Chances are there will be another one. So get ready now. Learn from the COVID and be more prepared when the next one comes along. You also want to ask questions to help you solve those problems. You see, the opportunities come uh, when we ask the questions. When we ask questions, we we begin to see more solutions and the opportunities begin to unfold in front of us. And uh, there's a few questions you can ask yourself. I'll give you a few of them. Uh, there is the information question. You could ask, who knows the most about this problem? In other words, is there an expert or someone who's uh, who um who uh, is is more professional in this situation uh, that I can ask maybe someone on your team knows a little bit more you know um someone who can give another perspective what about the experience question who knows what i need to know 
You know those people. You go through something, and you know, and then you know that other person who's they've been there, they've done that, they've bought the T-shirt, they've read the book, they know all about it, they've had the experience of that. So what do you do? You go ask them a few questions, and they you can glean from their knowledge and their wisdom and their understanding and their insight because they've already been through that. Then there's the challenge question: Who wants to tackle this problem? So that's a very, uh, very good question to ask if, especially if you're a leader in a team, maybe you can test the skills of your team members, you know, ask them, okay, who wants to handle this situation? And you can watch and you can find the potential leaders you've got in your team, the people who have got the potential to grow and to go to the next level. There's also the magnitude question. How about this one? Who needs to buy in and how long will that take? You know, sometimes you need to get outside help. When I've got issues with my website, I mean, I can do a couple of basics on my website, but then there's some kind of, when it gets to coding and all that, that is way over my head. There's, I can only go so far and I need to get a professional web developer to come and solve those problems and to, and to develop my website if I want to make changes. Uh, I need to get professional help because the magnitude of the issue I'm dealing with, it's beyond what I can handle. It's not my field of expertise and it's, it's too, you know, sometimes you don't, you don't have to be an expert, but you can handle a few of those problems. But when they get too deep or the problem gets too big, now you need to go for professional help. Uh, and sometimes you're faced with that. You know, you, uh, the team can't solve it. So I need to enlist someone else to, to come on board to help us solve it. There's the personal question, which is a really big one. And what questions do I need to ask myself? Uh, questions like, am I coping? You need to ask yourself questions like that when there's a problem because then I'll know if I need to get help just for me as a leader handling the situation. And all these questions and all these – in order for these opportunities to come to light, you can have like a, a kind of a framework that you have when you examine the problems and when you uh, add the solutions. There's a little framework I have here, John Maxwell's ones. He, he has six critical keys that he looks at whenever he faces a problem and those keys help him to f to seek out solutions and also to um to reveal the opportunities that are in this problem that he's facing he asks first of all a leadership question how does this problem affect my people because when you're a leader you got to put your people first so he asks that first he asks the personnel question do we have the right people to help us with this problem? That was when I spoke now now about the uh, the magnitude question. You know, do we have the people or do we need to get someone to, to solve it? Uh, the timing question, is it the right time? Do we have time to fix it or do we have to, you know, take another route? There's the vision question. How does this problem affect where we're trying to go? You know, uh, we face problems in life and sometimes that problem can cause us to veer off from the vision that we're, that we're aiming for. And we need to make sure that we're always staying close to the, the path of the vision that we're aiming for. And the priorities, what about that? Do, the, do these problems take us away from our priorities? You gotta, uh, you gotta make sure that there are certain priorities that you keep in place even when you're dealing with problems. Many times people have been stuck with huge problems and they let go of a priority. Uh, for instance, they can have a work problem they're dealing with and then they forget to prioritize their family and the family suffers and marriages have ended for, because of that. Families have fallen apart because there was a priority that was dropped when another problem was being faced. And there's the values. Uh, key as well. Are my values or my teams being compromised by this problem? 
You don't want to let go of your values. You want to stick to those values no matter what you're dealing with. You don't want to end up compromising your values. And you must value shared problem solving. The shared problem solving is there because there are some opportunities I might not see, but someone else will see it. And I've got to remove all those silos that divide us. And I must create a speaking up environment. Speak up. You know, in other words, the people must feel free to come and talk to me. In a home, my children must feel free to come and talk to me. In a work environment, my team, as a, if I'm the leader, must feel free to come. They mustn't be afraid to come and speak to me. I've got to socialize my ideas. You know, talk about the dreams you have for your team and, and the things you want to do and, and let them know, let there be that connection because when there are problems, the team's going to connect much better and you can have shared problem solving instead of just the leader trying to cope with everything because you'll be amazed what your team will see that you don't see as a leader. You've got to invite them to be part of the problem, uh, of the solution and and they will help you to see even more opportunities in the problems. <clears throat> you see, I always, uh, uh, for many years now, I've realized this, and I believe that nobody knows everything about anything. I don't know everything about anything. So therefore, if I face a problem, I can bounce that off other people, and they will help me, direct me to the opportunities that I need to see that I might not have seen if I didn't get their perspective. We weren't created to do things alone, you know, and we should always come up with more than one solution. This is how we get more than one solution, inviting other people and and looking for, uh, you know, searching for those answers and digging deep and believing there's always an answer. We end up coming up with more than one solution. And we need to cultivate a bias for action. You know, it's great to come up with solutions. It's good. But if there's no action, I always say, if you, if there's no action to what we believe we should be doing, then ain't nothing gonna happen. So we wanna move to action. We don't wanna think, can I? But we wanna think, how can I? Cause how, um, can I is a yes or no question, but it ends there with a yes or a no. But when we say, how can I? It implies that I need to give an action that I'm going to do. I've got to say, I've got to give a method of how I'm going to do it. And then after that, I've got to start moving forward. Knowing what I should be doing is great, but uh, without action, nothing's going to change. And we've got to actively look for opportunities and lessons in every single problem. And that's when we're going to see the opportunities and the ideas and the moving forward. That's when we're going to see them. If we don't look for them, we're not going to find them. And if we don't learn the lessons, then it's not going to grow us. And I'm going to end there today. Next week, we're going to continue um, with the series. And we're going to talk a bit about leadership attitude to have. In the meantime, you can visit my website, bemadewhole.co.za. There you'll find all the courses that I give, Maxwell Leadership courses, as well as my own. There is, um, the, you'll also see that as a certified Maxwell trainer, I can help you get certified if you want to get certified as a Maxwell coach or trainer or speaker. My books are there, which are available as um, downloads, as well as hard copies. You can order online or you can pop in at a Bright Hardware store if you live near one. And there you can pick up a, a hard copy um, if you live in the Western Cape. Uh, that information is all on the website. The blog is there with teachings, videos, and podcasts. And uh, the podcast is where you'll pick up all these recordings that you can go listen to afterwards. And you can uh, make notes of all those uh, nuggets and um, ideas I've given that uh, of ways that you can be a better leader. Social media is there. 
please follow me as I stay in touch with everybody uh, regularly on social media and community transformation. And there you will see what Be Made Whole is doing in a community in South Africa as well as other countries of Africa. And that's it for today. So uh, please join me again next week as we continue with the series Developing the Leader Within You. Thank you very much. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.